Once upon a time on the Prompted Writing Podcast, Izzy writes a top-secret, action-packed piece whose contents remain a mystery, Aaron tells her chilling story through voicemail, and Bella's back in the swamp. But this time, Junimo takes centre stage. Plus, we have our special guest Dan here to voice act. This week's theme is how to write action, and our prompt is, I'm dangerous after three. It's action week this week, and so we've invited our very own action man, Dan. Action man, Dan, who are you and what do you action? Hi, I'm a chemistry student, and I I do action in the lab. Sure, why not? That's action. And you're an actor, Dan. And I act occasionally. That sound wave picked up as a shout on mine. (laughs) My apologies. We've referenced Dan so many times on this podcast, so there's probably people kind of going, wait a minute, it's him. It's Dan, our biggest fan. Yeah. He's hacked this podcast, basically, because he's listened to most episodes, I'm going to say. I'm going to hope. He talks about them. Maybe every episode. That is dedication. We're very proud of you, Dan. (laughs) I mean, considering we've got three series, that's a lot of episodes. He's basically hacked the show, though, because, Dan, do you write? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Someone arrest him. I can write a lab report for my degree. <laughs> lab reports are useful. The prompt this week is, I'm dangerous after three. How do you guys find it? Yeah, I wrote it uh, an hour ago. <laughs> I, 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 fin- I finished up, uh, I believe, exactly one minute and 38 seconds ago. I'm very proud yeah. of you, Bella. That is efficient. I'm not going to lie, I had an assessment this afternoon, and so all week's been focusing towards that assessment, and so my one this week I wrote in about 20 minutes. I, I hope you guys enjoy it though, I've taken a very different style of writing, so yes. it's still something a little bit different. I hope we enjoy it too, considering we know nothing about it, because you won't post it to the chat. <laughs> I have refused to tell them what it is. I'm scared. Dan, I'm, Dan, I'm, all, I'm also scared. <laughs> what is she planning? <laughs> <laughs> I found the prompt cool. Um, I got more stuck on the fact that we were meant to write action because I didn't know how to. So I tried to write a piece with action in it in a way that didn't make me write traditional action. So we'll see how that turned out a bit later. I'm sure it is beautiful, but not as beautiful as Bella and her piece. Don't you butter me up. (laughs) Don't you try and win me brownie points with me so when we inevitably get to your piece, I'm less angry with you. I will always be angry with you. (laughs) You ass kisser. Anyway. Just just about keep that clean label on this episode. Just 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 about. about. I was going to say something else, but I didn't. Anyway. (laughs) Speaking of inappropriate, this piece is centred around Junimo, our favourite inappropriate boy. It's also still set in the swamp because I've enjoyed writing my swamp dystopia a lot recently. So there we go. Awesome. Take it away, Dan. You know what I'll miss? Nin stopped and looked at Junimo, the near flavourless gum she'd been chewing pulled from her mouth in her long green clothesline. She piled it back into her gob and wiped her slimy hand on her jeans. What? He tapped his chin with a grubby finger. It was mid-August and the air felt as if it were sinking on top of them, an uncomfortable pressure digging into their pores. Junimo wore nothing but a pair of boxer briefs and a wrinkled Hawaiian shirt and had taken to lounging on the coffee table with a wet cigarette in his mouth and a pair of tea shades on his head. Lemons, he said finally, spreading his naked thighs. 
are Miss Lemons. We've got some lemon curd, said Nin, turning away from the sight of his crotch. Put it on a cracker or something. Junimo groaned and leant back, his head cracking on the table. Nah. He moaned, scratching his stomach. No, I miss proper lemons. His big sister Dixie had used to put sliced lemons on top of everything. Salads, battered haddock, sticky fruitcakes. She'd steep them into their water and tea, put them amidst the ice cubes in Junimo's cherry colas. She'd even used fresh lemon juice to clean the shower heads and taps, to polish the cutlery and buff the hob. Their whole flat had smelled of lemons and cool summer breezes. He missed that little flat. He missed Dixie too. Is that why your face looks like that? Nin teased, still smacking her mouth noisily as she washed the gum round it. All that sucking on lemons. Junimo reached under the coffee table for one of his flip-flops, lobbing it at her. It smacked her right in the forehead just as a scream sounded outside. Ow! She shrieked, rubbing at her nose. You shy! He crawled off his perch and stumbled over to their shaded front window, plucking two of the wooden slats apart with forefinger and thumb. His smoke still sagged dumbly over his lower lip. Did you hear that? I did. Mercury said, coming out of the bedroom. They had tied one of their shirts up into a knot about their waist and their long hair was wrapped up in a violet bandana. It's probably the Patriots. Junimo couldn't make much out through the steam and grime, but there was definitely a group of large, sweaty chauvinists stomping out in the mud. They appeared to be flapping at something with their flat, white hands, heckling and gyrating round it like starved rats. Worse than starved rats. I think they're terrorising someone. Junimo squinted, saw a flash of a nightdress, the curve of a pale face. A girl. Mercury crossed their arms. Jew? They said, a warning. Don't. Nin sat up straight at the poly table. They're right, man. Don't get mixed up in it. Junimo slammed his fist into the wall, growling. Why? Mercury sighed and stepped up next to him. It's gone 3am. They're likely drunk, and when they're drunk... It's either her or us. Nin interrupted, shaking her head. They're too dangerous at this time of night. Junimo turned to look at them both, something electric in his eyes. He wiped at the wisps of fuzz above his lip and brought the yellowed shades from down where they held back most of his hair. You know he said, giving them a twisted smirk. I'm pretty dangerous after free too. Sixteen minutes later, he was stood over the young woman in nothing but a pair of battered galoshes, some washed-out underwear, and an open resort shirt. He put a fresh sail in between his teeth. He'd lost his last one at some point in the fight. Passing his steel Brooklyn smasher into his left hand, he reached out with his right. I'm Junimo. He panted, swallowing a mouthful of hot air. What's your name? She stared at him where he stood, eclipsed in the soupy moonlight of the swamp and covered in patriot blood. He should not have been there, and yet he was. Marnie, she rasped, taking his hand. My name's Marnie. Oh, it's how they met! Marnie's being saved! The origin story. The origin story of how Junimo and Marnie first met. That explains why they they get on so well in most of the universes that they're in. (laughs) Most of them, apart from the siren one, where oh, Marnie no. spits at him. <laughs> <laughs> I love action, Jumino. <laughs> I love, I love the cut. Gino. I love how you got around the action genre yeah, by well... <laughs> cutting sixteen minutes later to the the action has happened and it was great. I was going to write the whole action scene, but then I became aware of the fact that we were starting to record in five minutes, and I thought <laughs> I should probably just skip over it till the end. 
But also... Sure, don't tell. Izzy did say, um, <laughs> that, is there a trigger warning? And I sat there for a moment and went, no, I've specifically skipped over the trigger warning <laughs> in this piece. Slightly wholesome violence. Slightly and big wholesome. knives. The best kind of violence. Yeah, I love that the others are trying to take care of him, being like, no, you shouldn't go out there, you can't do it. None of them step out to help him as he's losing teeth. I do That's have a question, which is, did Studio put anything else on before he left, or was he just fighting, like, no, five guys in his just, boxes? He just put the wellies on, so he's wearing wellies, boxes, and an, a t-shirt which is open over, like, a bare chest. Great. <laughs> and his t-shades, <laughs> his yellow sunglasses. <laughs> what uh, else do you need to wear? Nothing. Clearly, it's a hot summer's day. Why would you wear anything else? It's the apocalypse. What do you need? I like that you're learning slowly what everyone's weapon is as well. Like, (laughs) Mercury uses just straight up a gun. Tunamo uses a baseball bat. A steel baseball bat. A steel baseball bat. A Brooklyn Smasher baseball bat. Does some real melee damage with that. (laughs) But the real question is, what would you guys use in an action story? And that's when we come over to my piece. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Wait, why did you say us? Izzy, what have you done with this piece? Huh? What is this I- I'm piece? telling you, you guys are reading this piece. You guys are you've doing not, this piece for You've me. not sent it, we can't read through it. Well, so, this is called I'm Dangerous After Three. For those who can't see, Bella just hit the desk with her head. <laughs> We're going to be exploring how to write action through an action test. What better way to explore how to write actions? Through so, an action what? You guys, an action test. Test. I'm testing you on your action. Right. Izzy, we're talking to each other virtually on a podcast. <laughs> what action are you expecting to happen other than me storming the 20 minute walk over to your house to strangle you? I mean, it would be nice for you to say <laughs> hi. <laughs> So, 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 what we're going to do is you guys are protagonists in my action story. Oh, so, God. Yeah, my action story. The entire test may be a little bit subjective, but I promise you it isn't. It's all fine. It's all fine. Are you guys ready for the first question? Are we doing no. a choose an adventure? I mean, I'm ready <laughs> in every sense of the word other than my emotion at having Izzy skip <laughs> doing any of the work this week and making us do it for her piece. <laughs> Izzy, the suspense is killing me. Do go ahead. Yeah, this is your call to action. You have to take it up. Okay, so you're hanging out with your love interest, your cool but underestimated best friend, and some random guy of no importance when you receive your call to action. Do you? Wait, I'm sorry. Which of us is which in this this discussion? It's you. No, 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 no. no. We're in separate situations. Okay, got it. I feel like that you're suggesting that there's you and then I have to pick one of you to be the underrated cool best friend and one of and a random guy so I assume I would like Erin to be my underrated cool best friend and Dan to be the random guy because I don't want you in this scenario whatsoever there's also I'm a love interest. love interest oh god no there's a love interest <laughs> Okay, so if you let me like read out your options, please, that'd be great. So Right, okay. So A, you embark on your mission with your love interest. B, you recruit your cool but underestimated best friend. And C, you grab the random guy and go. B. B. What do you say, Erin? 
B. I'm taking the best friend with me. You said Obviously, B. Though. What yeah, did you B. say, Bella? I said B. Why would you get love mixed up You're in this? All yeah. saying B. Oh also, they're, they're underestimated. Because they're probably quite good. Like Styles in Team Wolf. The answer is, of course, C. Because your love interest will be killed off to further your plot, and if you take the best friend, you'll be killed off, and they'll take your place. A little what? bit like Captain America and Falcon, like Spider-Man, Mars, Morales, you know, it's obviously C. C keeps you safe because random guy will inevitably take a shot for you for no apparent reason. Okay. What? So, bad choice, guys. Moving on to number two. <laughs> so, you throw a few clothes into your rucksack for this adventure. Do you, A... Pack inconspicuous gear that you can move in easily. B, your bright logo vomited onto some fabric. And C, different outfits for different scenarios. I mean, I feel a. C, but it feels like a trick question. <laughs> I'm going to say A. Or is it B, so you're protected by product placement? Oh, that's a very good oh, point. I, I was like, am I saying A, and then actually I'm just that extra that gets crushed beneath the building in the fight or something? <laughs> well, what was your final answer, Dan? C. I'm, I'm, for any occasion, I'm ready. Dan, for goodness sake, answer is B, because it will help with merchandising. Yeah, if you can yeah. sell a lot of merch, then you're likely to get funding for a second film, which gives you enough plot armour to survive through this next so film. So we're, we're not talking about realistic action, we're talking about... My story. We're talking about tropes. Tropes. We're going, we're going through tropes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're going through tropes now. So you guys are picking it up. You guys are learning. You guys are learning. But it's that good, this good. means that I then don't pick the answer that I would actually pick, and I pick the answer that I think is right according to the trope. Well, it depends how yes, you think it's a score. I think. So, now we're coming to question three. While investigating the evil, quirky corporations, a shiny black car with tinted windows rolls up to you. Do you A, embark on the high-speed chase, and B, do you call the police? I mean... I a. I kick the window in a. and Ooh. pull a gun. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Okay, so the answer is obviously A, out of those options, because obviously the police are corrupt because they've already been got to by quirky corporations, so you can't trust them. I wonder how you came obviously. up with that name. Yeah, but I have to do the kicking the window <laughs> in and pulling a gun because I can't drive. Well, no, 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 no. Because the black fair. SUV is like pulled up, so like someone, your driver is there. By my marking system, I have to obviously give that point to Bella because that is a good solution. Moving on to question four. So, this is where it gets dangerous because it gets dangerous after three. Quirty has summoned. Oh you. my goodness! <laughs> Quirty. Nice. <laughs> Izzy, I have never hated you more than I do in this moment. <laughs> so, Quirty has summoned you to their headquarters. If you come alone, everyone survives. But if you fail to turn up or you bring reinforcements, your love interest and your cooler best friend die because they have them kidnapped. Obviously, because they can never escape. So, do you A, come alone and die, B, Come alone and die, or C, come alone and die. Well, no, no, you, you, you look like you come alone, but secretly your sidekick is like 
waiting for you, about to, like, abseil in through the window. No, no, you clone yourself in an elaborate scheme that you've had going on in the background for a while now, and you send your clone in, but you've really created 762 clones that then immediately go in after you. And when they ask, well, we've asked you to come alone, you say, well, we are all but we are all but one being, and then you go... <laughs> Down with Quirky, <laughs> down with Quirky in like a cult-like chant. I'm just imagining a swarm of a swarm of Bellas just going at once, we are Bella. Yes. Completely simultaneously. <laughs> I, I feel like we can do the Quirky chant. Like, we don't need to wait for the Bella clones. We can do that ourselves. <laughs> no one's done it. Okay, that's <laughs> Right, are we dead, Izzy? Are we dead or alive? <laughs> wait, so, sorry, out of those answers, Dan's got an elaborate scheme for people to slide in. Bella's got an elaborate cloning scheme. And Erin's going to chant. No, I've de- no, no, I changed my answer. I've decided I am the sidekick waiting outside. I've downgraded myself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so the answer is that there is always a secret option. Now I think you guys nailed it with what you said, but my answer is you come with Random Guy, who, as I've already mentioned, runs in front of the bullet for you, just as the QWERTY boss is about to kill you. So everyone is alive, everyone other than Random Guy. Oh, I assumed he was already dead. Yeah, Yeah, I thought he died in the first question. I said he would take a bullet for you. This is him coming into his world. Anyway, so I'm assuming you took that answer, although I'm going to give you guys credit for your answers too. So, question five. Right. Random guy is dying on the floor of the bullet wound. Do you A. Cry dramatically, B. Put pressure on the bullet wound and call an ambulance, or C. Tell him his family have just been kidnapped? B, obviously. B. I, um, no, I, I get a piece of fabric from my, like, shirt and rip it off and make a makeshift and then suddenly, And then suddenly the I have a bow and some arrows. And when I shoot them, <laughs> they're like trick arrows. And one of the trick arrows turns into just, like, a surgical kit. And I, I operate on him there and then. Was that a She-Ra-inspired answer there, Bella? And I am your best nice. friend. Okay. Bella's okay. still finding a way to bring she right. Well, you said you ripped your crop top. So you ripped your top and then you have a crop top. Yeah. So the answer, of course, I said that I'd give you B because it does save his life. But C gives him something more valuable, which is plot armour. So Random Guy now can't die until he's found his kidnapped family, which is sequel material. Which lead us, leads us on to question six, our last question. So you fight Quirty in a really cool, action-packed sea with good cameraing, good fighting, and now the world is rid of them, you have won, you marry your love interest, and you have your cooler best friend as the best man or the maid of honour, whatever they are. And at the reception, random guy comes up to you and asks you to help them on their quest, just like they helped you on yours. So, do you A? Sorry, we've we've taken the time knowing that this guy's family has has been kidnapped to go <laughs> to get and get married. married. Okay, when do protagonists ever care about their sidekick? Since now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like. Hang on, no, I am the sidekick. You guys. are the yeah. You're now also, a random guy. Your family been kidnapped, Aaron. Well done. Also, like, <laughs> if we're talking about the most famous sidekick, Batman literally like adopts Robin. So I think he cares about him quite a bit. He does. Is it over? <sighs> Not yet. <laughs> so A, do you agree to go on this quest so that you can feature in the sequel? 
B, do you take your happy ending and run? Or C, do you somersault your way out of the explosion coming through the window? <laughs> it's it's A. You go, you go, we'll get up next time. I collapse the to roll. the floor yep. in a pit of despair and someone has to take me home because I just have lost the will to live entirely. Oh, I'm I'm the psychic. I'll do that. Thank Come on, you. Bella, off we go. <laughs> At your own wedding, come no, on. Let's get wait, Erin, I thought you were my wife. Wait, no. <laughs> no, I'm your wife in the in the pantomime we're doing. I'm your wife. You're my Bella. witchy wife. In this situation, on on our phones, because me and Bella are a, are a witch couple in the panto, she's saved as witchy wife, and I'm saved as wifey witch. And it's this is best. glorious. <laughs> so you guys will pick your answers, but for that question, there was no right answers. So, can you oh, guys wow. please tell me what your totals are for the answers? We were meant what? to be keeping what? track. Yeah, well, is it you, 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 you are the supposed track. to be keeping track. Is well, there no real answer because this movie is this didn't is get the laziest piece you've ever done, and you wrote <laughs> Among Us fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the real quiz. I told you that this was an action test, not an action quiz. So it doesn't actually matter how many you each got right. It matters how many answers you gave, even if they were wrong. And so I'd like to announce that the so winner win. of this quiz for speaking the most is Bella. <laughs> I don't think I've ever won for speaking the most before. I usually get told to shut up and go away. <laughs> Would you like to do your victory speech? Yes, uh, my victory speech is that... Izzy is banned from prompted. My victory speech is that if you would like to help me overthrow Izzy as the leader of prompted, then please email me at www. (laughs) (laughs) Bella for prompted queen. Dot com. I'm sure that after that whole fiasco of a piece, you will very much be on my side. So, yes, please, please email at www.com. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of prompted queens, let's move to our final candidate for prompted queenery, which is Erin and your piece. Take it away, Bella. You have several new messages. Message one. Received yesterday at 8.19pm. David, hey, it's Tommy. Uh, you left your walkie-talkie on the reception desk again, so drop by and fetch on your next round, okay? Uh, I don't want that git cook having a go at me for breaking regulations again. Alright, take it easy. Message 2. Received yesterday at 8.50pm. Uh, David, it's me again. Uh, pick up your phone, dude. The talkie's still on the desk, so I'm guessing you're having a break too. Uh, drown your sorrows? Look, I won't tell the boss, but you've got to get back here and do your rounds. I know how you get after three bottles of happy juice. If someone tries to steal weird lab equipment on your watch, I'll get drowned down too, alright? Message 3. Received yesterday at 9.15pm. Come on, you're taking the mic now, mate. I know you act like an idiot after three drinks, but... You know when you act like that? After your shift... You're paying to replace that talkie. I don't know what you hit with it to break it that much, but they're expensive things. Call me back. Message 4. Received yesterday at 9.46pm. David, I'm not kidding. You need to get back here. I think someone's broken in. I called for backup and they gave me some guard about not being registered security guard. Idiots. Watch yourself. And I don't see a damn phone. 
Message 5. Received yesterday at 9.33pm. David, for the love of God, tell me it was you that broke the lab window in a weird drunken rage. Damn it, man, I think something got out. Did I do animal testing in this place? Zeke will kill me if he finds out. Get the animals right lot on our back. Where the hell are you? Message 6. Received yesterday at 9.55pm. David, it's massive. I didn't get a good look, but it's huge. I called the police, but I think it's in the corridor. I heard it. Things don't move that fast, Dave. They just don't. I need you to- Message 7. Received today at 7.06am. Hey love, it's me. I thought your shift ended early this morning. If you've gone out for pancakes with Tommy again, can you send me a text? It'll stop me worrying. Oh, anyway, I'll get the kids ready for school and I'll set you- And I'll see you for dinner, okay? If you start work at 8 tonight, there's pizzas in the freezer for something quick to eat. See you soon! Wait. Oh, I'm turned into a horror piece very quickly. Oh, I love how you crafted that with just messages and the answer phone. I didn't have to reaction. I was very happy. Is Dave <laughs> dead or he is oh, he, he the monster? He the monster. Oh, I mean, I assume he got eaten, but him being a monster is actually <laughs> creepier. Let's go with that. Let's pretend I was cleverer than I am. He was drunk and drunk something stupid in the lab. Oh no. Yeah, that works. Turned into a monstrosity. Can I just say, very well acted, Dan. Thank you. It's almost like it's the reason I'm here. <laughs> Did you like my answer phone voice, Erin? I, d- I loved your answer phone voice, Bella. I thought that was great. This is why I play robots. <laughs> <laughs> I love the introducing Jane at the end as well to show that something's happened to poor Tommy. I thought that was really clever. The fact that you don't even need to say that something's happened. We just kind of understand it. Yeah. It's when he was only part of the piece that I realised, oh, all of these calls were on the same night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they all happened on the same night. Mm. Essentially within like two, three hours, right? Yeah, yeah. there's, um, I'm not sure how clear it was, he's meant to be a security guard that's doing rounds. And yeah. this other security yeah, yeah. guard's just gone, okay, fantastic, you did. He doesn't seem to know what's going on in the lab, he's mm. just there doing a job. Mm. He doesn't seem to know if they do animal testing there, like he's not He's not in the know, he's just, he just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, which is quite cool. He's just doing the job. He's just doing the job. Yeah. I love how both your pieces, how you've like hinted at the action, and the reader can really paint a picture in their mind of what's happening. As opposed to just showing us, and then they did this cool punch thing. I thought that was really effective and really clever. I feel like action is very difficult to do when it's not a visual medium. It, yeah, is. Yeah, it is. If anyone's read the last God Ugly Pleasant book, there's a fight scene that goes on for something like seven pages, and it's just, it's so long. He swung at the first guy, and that guy <laughs> swung back. It's, it's a, it, they're fighting a literal deity. It is. It is a very cool fight scene, but it just is very long. And now we have Dan's piece. Dan, go. Is he? No! (laughs) Don't do this to me. (laughs) That is the end of our show now. So thank you so much, Dan, for coming on and doing the voices. It was a lot of fun to have you on. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. It was a fab time. Thank you so much to all of our writers on today's show. And thank you so much to everyone for listening. I'd like to say a special thanks to Dan the Man for joining us today. This episode was us demonstrating how to write action, so let us know how you guys get on with your action stories. 
To support us, subscribe to our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash promptedwritingpodcast for bonus content and shoutouts. And you can also subscribe to our YouTube, which is Prompted Writing Podcast. And you can comment and like and subscribe and all of that great stuff. And be sure to leave us a review telling us what you think if you're on a podcast platform. And for more prompts and writing, find us on Instagram, which is at Prompted Writing Podcast. So thank you so much again for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this action-packed show. Bella, hit the outro. That's not our theme tune. Our theme tune's cooler than that.